Drew, it just feels so much better with good shoes on. I just, I had what good shoes? Good an shoes. amazing experience today at Fleet Feet. This podcast Fleet. is brought to you by probably anyone but Fleet Feet. This is nothing to say with Josh and Drew. This is Josh. Hey, this is Drew. And this is Nothing to Say with Josh and Drew. You could send your emails to nothing to say podcast at gmail.com. Find us at nothing to say pod on Instagram. Damn, that was smooth. Yeah. Next time when I do it without calling out how smooth it was, that'll be the next smoothest time. The next smoothest. But I think I'm I think, you know, almost 40 episodes in with a year-long commitment, it's pretty good. So Fleet Feet? Fleet Feet, yes. Yeah, Are so they a sponsor of Fleet Week? Fleet Week. Oh, I, I, I don't even know what that is. That's that's in New York when all like the Fleet all the servicemen Mac. when all the servicemen they come to New York servicemen and women mm. and like the Navy the Air Force got it, they got all it. come to New York and uh, that's Fleet Week just make, something all some, make sweet love I think it's sometime in the summer I believe or spring mm, interesting well maybe they may be sponsors now but what they do is that they measure your so I have I have knee problems yeah I am a thirty year old old man that's right um i have knee ankle and hip problems it sucks but i have a personal trainer and what he's called out are that my shoes are garbage uh yeah he's called out my shoe game in the workout space in the workout space so your workout shoes not not like your work shoes or anything no 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 no, no, just your specifically your work oh yeah he's like yeah your work shoes are fine for work because you're sitting for a living or i have a standing desk but I'm not walking in them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm not working out in them. But when I'm going on jogs and stuff, and when I'm working out in the, in the gym, he's like, these shoes are just not up to par. How so? Like, well, for, first of all, like, how? What are your feet like? Are you? Do you have like high arches? Oh, flat well, feet? okay, but the, okay. we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. We're, we're, we're okay. gonna get there. So okay. basically, what what he was telling me is that you know these these shoes are are just not up to par. I showed him the underside, and like these shoes were so worn. So usually, like underneath a, a, a set of shoes by your heel, uh, uh, by your heel, there's like a little divot. Yeah. Well, that divot had scratches from the ground. So these shoes were so worn that I was pushing that divot underneath my shoe on, like to actually touch the floor. So these these were worn to shit. Jesus, why weren't you replacing your damn shoes? I didn't think that they were a big deal. Oh, okay. Like like to me, they feel fine, but to the they trained come in your eye, <laughs> exactly. That that's all I think shoes should do. Yeah. But to the more trained eye. They're like, oh, those shoes need to go. Those are definitely outside working shoes. You need some real shoes if you're going to work out. So what Fleet Feet, what they do is that they measure your feet. They take a really complicated 3D scan. They watch your... Really? Yeah. So they make you walk up and down. They watch your gait. Make sure that you have balance on your hips. Like like nothing's out of whack there. And then they put you into this complicated foot scanner thing that takes a very high resolution scan of your feet and they could tell you how high your instep is, which is, and I'm barefoot, so I'm just going to show Drew here, but from the top of your ankle down here, like yeah. down here, that's your instep. So that's like the height of your foot. So like the amount that your foot needs to clear when you're going into a set of shoes. Okay. So that's like kind of like the height. Yeah, yeah. And then they measure how wide your feet are yeah. from like, you know, like the widest point. Right. And then they measure how straight your Achilles tendon is. Ooh, interesting. So they can, because you may need some support 
to kind of help with stability back there. And then they measure your arches. Yeah. And um, just to make sure that they're there, first of all, and that everything is, you know, hunky-dory in terms of the structure of your foot. Because if, if they aren't, then, you know, they prioritize that over, like, look and feel. Sure. So my, the limitation I have on my feet is that they're wide. Now, I kind of I kind of had this. I kind of understood that they're wide. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, wide feet. Yeah. I didn't know the extent to which they were wide. Really? Yeah, yeah. I have a... I have almost a a 4E wide. E being I think extra wide. Okay. So I have I have a very wide foot, platypus like I like to say. Okay, yeah. And that limits the number of shoes I could wear obviously, which is good as Bernie Sanders would like to say, he likes to just take away options why we have so many deodorants. <laughs> um so I have a I have a foot, a very socialist foot. Just three shoes that that they had. They're like these are your three, choose what you like. One of them was like a Hank, the the brand was like Hank or something. But but is this the other is this only A6. about the width or is this about all those other? Well, you have too? you have to look at the at the constricting factors, right? So the rest of my foot is pretty standard. The one thing that stands out is width. So if they find a shoe that fits all the other things perfectly, but is not wide enough, those don't matter, right? So the one constricting factor is width. So they pull everything that fit me that has like that width down. Mm-hmm. Like what is wide enough for me? Then from there, they make the other things fit a little better. Have you been to Skechers? No. Because they sell wide shoes. Yes. As well. But they're not known really for quality. Yeah, they are. I, I, great, great quality yeah, shoes. Yeah, but great not like... Shoes. Yeah, but not like Fleet Feet. You're not leaving Fleet Feet without spending at least like $130. Sure, I get that. So these are higher and like these are, we want to make sure that you're staying safe. I feel like Skechers is a more, they're good shoes, don't get me wrong, but they're more like massly produced. So you you, you, you go to Fleet Feet. Still by little little hands. Exactly. Still made by little hands. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. So, but these are, these are better made, I feel, shoes. They're much lighter. Um, I did ask the woman that um, did this for me again, and, and it's also very a very sensual experience. I'd like to say as well. Oh yeah, because they do grab your feet. So, so the first thing you walk in, it's like a it it it's like a good date. You just you just you just start date. taking off clothes immediately. Yeah, yeah. So we get there. I tell her my intentions. I walk in. How are you doing? Great. I need a new pair of shoes. And she's like, "Wow, this is like the easiest sale I've ever made." And I was like, "Yep, I need a pair of shoes that fits me." And I I, just, I, was, I was really honest. I have no idea what I'm looking for. So hold on, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. How did you find this place? Or okay. Like what what brought you into this place? I was looking for a place that would give me all the information I needed to make the purchase. Okay. With as little resistance as possible. Okay. But how would you have known about this place? I asked some. I asked my trainer. Your trainer. Okay. So, so my trainer knows the- his feet really. Like he knows his own feet really well. So he could go out and buy any pair of shoes that knows, and he knows he's gonna be. More than likely, he's getting a good pair of shoes because he knows his body much better than I do because he's an athlete. Right, right, right. My shoes need to be, you know, I need more information. Yeah. So as a buyer going to Fleet Feet, they give you all the information. They tell you why an insole may be good, why an insole won't be so good, like which ones. Like she brought out three different insoles and we tried them all out. All that. She did all that talking. We did all that going back and forth. Three different pairs of shoes, each with three different insoles mm-hmm. i was out of there in under an hour okay it was an amazing shopping experience 
for around 150 bucks. We tried three different brands. I ended up, I don't know how much the others cost, but I ended up with a with a pair that I feel really comfortable with. And what's interesting about them is that these aren't shoes I would normally buy myself. Yeah. If I were to see these shoes, I would never, never. pick them out yeah, yeah. because I think they look stupid. <laughs> yeah. Because they're very thick in the bottom. Mm-hmm. They're thick padded shoes. And I think those look silly. But they're what I need for my knee and ankle situation. Now. Oh, I have my, my dogs are very not in favor of what's going on yeah. outside. But go ahead. So, but, but do these shoes, are they going to help with your physical training? Yes. Yes. So like, because like another thing that, because I've been to, I went to an orthopedist once. Yeah. Because I was, because my foot, I, like I was having a lot of foot pain mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't know yeah. what was going on, but like my feet hurt. So I went, I'm like, what's going on? And they did x-rays of my feet. Yeah. And they looked and, and, and then my orthopedist was like, oh, you know, one of your legs is slightly longer mm-hmm. than the other leg mm-hmm. and and then she was like you know you it would probably be good for your hips if you just put like an extra like a little insole on one of your mm, feet yeah one of your shoes just to help balance it out i think i did try it for like a little while but i, I didn't i didn't stick with it which probably should get on that but but I, like i wonder like if part of your problems are not just shoes mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. also about your your gait and your running structure you and know that's and and that's the next step right because what i'm trying to do is like i know that i, I know that there's a problem my, my problem is that when i jog or run or work out heavily with my trainer i have joint pain yeah right so one of the things i could probably eliminate is advanced arthritis because of my age so what i'm trying to do is eliminate the possible problems one thing that does stand out from everyone i work out with dude you need new shoes. <laughs> so it's like, okay, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe if this is it, what if I feel better with this? Then that's, then okay, I solve yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to resolve as many things as I possibly can before I go to like surgery. So what was your, what was your reservation about getting new shoes? Lazy. Before? Just laziness? I just didn't feel like spending the time to go and do it. Okay. But today, well, last time I was with my trainer, he's like, dude, these shoes got to go. He's like, you cannot do this. You're gonna, you're gonna get more hurt. Mm-hmm. And you're n- you're gonna be able to do less and less at the gym, and it's just doing you a disservice because you won't get shoes. And I was like, dude, you're 100 right. Like, yeah, I just gotta quit being such a bitch and just go out there and get it. And I did. Um, to that, um, our other wish you would be our sponsor, Waze. Waze is so good. And I don't use Waze. I just use Google Maps. No, no, no. I use Waze. It takes me. It took me in a very different way. No pun intended. It because okay, so I went from where I work, which is in downtown, yeah, to Green Hills, okay, which is where this place was at four thirty. So Ooh, yeah. uh, imagine going from a like a downtown metropolitan area of a big city to where m- most of like the rich people, where there's a mall and a high school, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. very yep. congested part of town at near rush hour. Normally, if I would have gone the way that I know to go. 45 minutes an hour because of intense traffic. Right. Ways, 20 minutes. Gotcha 18 minutes. 20 minutes. 18 minutes. Going through back roads and through neighborhoods and uh, showing me new parts of town and uh, new ways to get there that I, I would have never found myself. So I feel like Ways is like the Wikipedia of GPS apps because it takes like other people's information and yeah, kind of yeah. helps mm-hmm. you get somewhere. 
Yeah. I, I think it's amazing. Yeah. I, you know, I, I sometimes have that issue. So whenever I'm headed to work in the morning, yeah. I always just look at traffic. Yeah. I just go open Google Maps just so I can see yeah. if there's an accident on the highway mm-hmm. that I need to avoid. Mm-hmm. You know, but so several times, like it's been like backed up, it's been all red. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll go this way. And then I sort of, and then it kind of takes me some, some back roads. And then I've just sort of realized I'm not getting there any faster. I'm actually getting there almost slower because of all these back roads and like, so many uh, stoplights, yeah. stop signs, yeah. other people going that same direct, same way, those yeah. same kind of cut throughs and whatnot. Yeah, and it's just like so frustrating. Like I don't like stopping and going. I'd rather just be stuck mindlessly in stuck in in a line that's very slowly moving mm-hmm. than taking all these different cuts and side streets that you have to stop and then go and stop and go. Just in the same fashion, essentially. Yeah, I just feel like with Waze, the way that it does it makes a lot of sense to me. I know that it's taking me a back way, Mm -hmm. but I also know that it's using real-time data and real people now. Not a traffic report put out by the city that Google then interprets into what needs to be read on your map. And then Google may decide to take you a different route if there's a lot of traffic. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it does or doesn't. But I know that Waze, I don't think it'll take you the same way more than three times in a week to go to the same place. Like if you were, if I were to set Waze to go to work every day, it would probably take, probably take me three different ways to work. And I think, well, first off, I think it's nice just to change it up. I just like going a different way. To, I, I don't care if it takes longer some days. I was, I'm going to take another way just because I'm bored. <laughs> but I do like, I like the fact that it's taking... I feel like everyone's helping me get to work. There you go. I feel like oh, okay, we're all we're all we're all in this together. Do you remember when it came out when the app came out? Kind of like what its gimmick was. No, what was it? It's like the, the cops, the voices. Oh yeah, like Snoop Dogg. Can I, tell I you know how it, to get, it had yeah. like celebrity voices. You're right. I remember that. Yeah, I, that's it, like when ringtones were the way to make it in the music business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was a big thing was to have your celebrity voices on the GPS um, to pivot randomly. Okay. Um, a CEO of another really big company. Came came to our company and uh, it was in the in like our women and like promoting women and leadership like club we have. So in my like the company I work was that for, the reason for giant, the visit was to visit this group. Yeah, well, just for a, a little backstory, my company has this thing called like Women's Leadership Council, okay. right? So it's basically to encourage women to be leaders in the company in a company that's mainly been dominated by men. So which is which is great. It gets women out of their shell and, you know, lets them know that you don't need to have a dick to be successful in a right, company. Yeah, so, of course. Um, as part of this, they had this huge CEO come talk about anything, really. I'm not sure what the topics were, were, were supposed to be. Right. You weren't allowed to go because you're not a woman. I went anyway. Okay. Yeah, because everyone was invited. Oh, okay. Everyone was invited because it was a, it, it's a huge CEO. Yeah, yeah. Huge CEO. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very powerful lady. And what I learned is like, uh, I wouldn't say I learned a ton, but I did learn about this particular person and what I think a successful, like a hyper successful female leader would look like. Like seeing this woman, I was like, oh, this is what a woman president, I think, would look like. 
So you're talking about like just like the energy, the, the way energy, they the way she carried herself, and the way she spoke mm. was very much in a manner of, oh, okay, this lady, this lady, I get, I get it now, because I'm not saying that I didn't get it before, but there hasn't been a female president, so I don't think anyone really knows knows what it's like to have a female president, right? And politicians have to suck up like they have to win over the people ceos don't have to win over anyone well well they do they they have to like win over the board yeah and and you're dealing with people with huge egos that you know if they see that you're fit for a for a position then i guess they'll buy into it but she's she's in one of the biggest companies in the world and the ceo of it and the way she carried like the way she carried like she was funny super charismatic and ridiculously knowledgeable sure her parents were holocaust survivors wow i was like dude like how are you not running for office that's all i can yeah. think about is like yeah. i would vote the fuck out of you and she does and i don't from the conversation i couldn't tell where she leaned left or right but in it like at our company at company she was she was poking fun at the fact that she's like yeah i work with a bunch of white guys ah. a, a bunch <laughs> of white old guys like saying no offense to our white old guy president of our company which i thought was hilarious and then she just talks about how she went in and how she dealt with like intimidating men in an office setting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. even at like the highest levels of a company you know people aren't i don't know purposefully a, a dick yeah yeah but you could i don't know i could see it in myself sometimes just like kind of like you know pandering a little bit to a woman so she said that when she went to this first board meeting how how the guys just thought she was the chief technology officer's secretary oh geez (laughs) she just sat there kind of nodding her head and um and the way she said it though was in this way like i get where you're coming from guys but you guys don't know what you're dealing with like i'm a fucking storm and i'm gonna wreck this shit and i could definitely tell that she did she turned this company that at the time was a small billion dollar company into a multi like 30 40 billion dollars mm-hmm. multinational and she talked about what it was like to kind of put all these i don't know like segments of the company in their place just after like a year telling people hey you're doing this shit wrong but how she went about doing it and her philosophy about like not paying people so okay so for example there was a downturn in in tech and the tech industry didn't give anyone raises. Like this, this company said, said, "Hey, no raises, no promotions. It's going to be two years if you're like a worker. If you're a manager, three years with no raises." Wow. And then they were working in a giant auditorium setting, and they just asked her point blank, "Why are you doing this? I could go anywhere and get another job. Why shouldn't I go?" And then she, as a CEO, explained, "Hey, this is why I'm doing it." I could either give everyone their raises and fire a fuckload of people just to keep on getting raises and keep who we have here, or we could all suffer a little bit and everyone can stay and we could all reap the benefits later when this shit all turns around. And it was that foresight that allowed this company to, you know, when the tech bubble happened, to scoop up all these engineers. And then now they spend something like $5 billion in R&D a year. Wow. And this, it, it was like an alpha bitch in a way I've never seen in my life. I was like, dude, I get it. I get it now. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I'm not saying that I didn't get it before, but I just, you can't see it until you see it. 
you, I, I, I couldn't articulate why I didn't think Hillary Clinton was fit for president. This lady's way more fit for president, by the way. She's never been in office before. I trust her way more than I do any politician I've seen so far. Mm. Okay. Super awesome. But anyway, but seeing that, I thought it was really eye-opening because I didn't think that I had any bias against having like a female leader. But yeah, in yeah. seeing this, I was like, oh, I need, I need someone like this. So you know, you know what I've noticed in my, in my own personal experience is that I don't, I personally don't automatically give executives and CEOs any respect. No, me neither. And I don't like, I don't like the, the way, I guess it's just corporate culture of just like the way that we idolize CEOs and like, oh my God, the CEO of so-and-so is here. You know, it's like, oh my God, like they're such an amazing, you know, it's like, no, they're just normal people like you and me. Yeah. Just with a, a very important job. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, but at the same time, it's different. It's different because when you hear about how they got there, they're exceptional people. To be, you know, the youngest person to be a vice president in, uh, in, on Wall Street, mm-hmm. the youngest person ever at the time when she became a, a VP, like that's, like that's a big deal. And you hear about all the accomplishments. Like she, this isn't a normal person, in in that sense of being like just normal Joe. Like normal Joe Schmo, isn't exemplary. Like there's, I understand what you're saying. Like 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 you don't see it, but I don't think I thought I was the same way until I met someone that was just different. Mm-hmm. Like there's something. There's like a gravitas. Yeah, I I, I, no, I normally don't use that word, yeah, but yeah. there's literally like an attraction I have to certain people no, where I like get they that. automatically get my respect, and they may not be a CEO or a CFO, but they command my attention and they command my like, oh, I see that you're a leader here, I want to learn from you, but besides that, I want to help you get what it, done, whatever you want to get done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that, I get that. But just like in general, yeah, like I don't. I don't look at CEOs and, and and think anything differently other than like, oh, okay, you're good at your job, you made it to the top, good job. But you know, outside of these walls of this company, yeah, you're just another person. Yeah, we we are equal in the eyes of the law, in the eyes of God, in the eyes of of society. Like we are just. Yeah, I don't human think that's beings. true, though. Okay. I don't think in the eyes of society. Okay, not in the eyes of society, but the eyes of. But like, if they yeah. didn't know who he, who this person, who he or she was, uh huh, by looking at you on the street, no, a hundred percent, they would know that this person's way more important than you are. I'm just saying, and and if, me, I'm not saying you. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah, yeah, particularly no, attacking you. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know that a person that like commanded attention, uh-huh. you could see this woman from a mile away and be like, oh, she's important. I don't know why. I could tell as soon as she walked in that she was the person that we were going to be talking about. Yeah. Just because of the way she carried herself. She didn't have a fucking shirt that said, oh, I'm from this company. So I wonder, I wonder, so, because a lot of that, again, is all body language, right? Like, I'm oh, sure yeah. that it's just the way that this woman walks, the way she carries herself. Yeah. Her gestures. Yeah. Just, like, everything about the way she presents herself. So I wonder, like, yeah, if you didn't know who that person was... Mm-hmm. And if you didn't know who, let's say, Taylor Swift was, yeah, if both of them were walking down the street side by side, yeah, do you think you'd see a difference? Both of them, 
Because, like, again, like... The I way that they carry themselves is going is to be very similar. You think so? This person's car is going to be way nicer than Taylor Swift's car. But but you're, you're bringing in other external yeah, factors. Yeah, but when you see someone, what do you see? Are you saying if I put their face in a box and cover their hair and I just see their face? No, 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 no. If I see what this person no, is wearing, I, I don't know. No, I'm talking about it's the weekend. They're both they're they're both leaving yoga class. Yeah, they're both in yoga yeah. attire. Yeah, and they're walking down the street. Taylor Swift and the CEO. Yeah, and you are just passing by, or you're just having coffee outside, and you see yeah. them walking by. Do you think you'd notice a difference between the two? Do you think one would? You know, because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm saying like, because both of them are, are highly successful people, right? For different reasons. For yes. different reasons. Yeah. Totally different reasons. And I feel like when you are at a level of success, you have, I don't want to say a chip on your shoulder, but like just like a way that... You carry a, yourself. A confidence there. because yeah. you are, you know you're successful. You know you've you've done great things. Yeah. So like, I wonder if, if they have, if they would have a similar way of carrying themselves. I think or so. If, or does this corporate... This, you know, the carrying yourself via a corporate structure uh-huh. versus carrying yourself from entertainment success yeah. versus corporate success. Are those different? Like, is is success, does it matter where the success comes from that then gives you that, the way of carrying yourself? I feel like at a certain level, like at the level that these two people that we're, that we're talking about are at, you, it's, it's, it definitely stands out. And then where would, where would former President Obama stand in this too? I don't know because well he's he's a successful politician, right? That's really about it. Yeah, but I'm, he was I'm also not, the president of the United States. I understand for eight years. that he he's like he reached the pinnacle of success, a political success as a politician. Yeah. Eh, like, what does that get you at the end of the day? You're recognizable by everyone in the world. Yeah. You really didn't make all that much money. No. Uh, well, you're talking about, we're not talking about financial success. Well, no, 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 you're not. But you're talking about success. I, yeah, it, well, it really depends how how do you characterize success? Number of people you've impacted, good and bad. Because I can tell you, if we're talking about financial success, I know that uh, the face tattoos that we were just talking about. Post Malone. I know that Post Malone is not carrying himself the way that the CEO is carrying themselves. A little bit. Even though they both have a lot of money. Now, though. You, so, you see? So, I saw an interview. It's funny you bring him up. In terms of how he carries himself, I heard an interview with him recently on uh, Colbert, and he walks in with a suit, a really nice suit. Oh, really? Yeah. A really nice suit, and then out of the top, where like, you know, like the top of a shirt, there's this mask growing out of it called his face, (laughs) and that was tatted up, and it was crazy looking. His facial hair wasn't like super tight, but out of his mouth came like her level of confidence and soft-spokenness. Mm-hmm. I feel like what Post Malone's wearing on his face is a lot of like circumstance and life. Like that's what got him there. But now that he's there, he's definitely more like this successful yeah. CEO than he is like us, 100%. I, I do think it is interesting though, you know, because I, I know that I'm saying that it's not only about money, financial success that, yeah. that gives you a lot of that confidence. But in several ways, like having a lot of money does change you. It's validation. It is validation, and like it's I think, validation. I think of like of like athletes. Yeah, you know, like when you think of like, let's say LeBron James, who was recruited out of high school, yeah. to join the NBA. 
no high schooler yeah. has just class. No high school basketball player is going to be just a classy guy. Yeah. But like when you see LeBron James now, yeah. you know, because of all his success, yep. you know, he has become like, you know, a role model in his community. Well, that's basketball players in general. I don't think you hear about basketball players going crazy and doing stupid, illegal things like football players do. Like football players always get in trouble. Do they? Across across the board, I feel like across sports, I think I could say pretty confidently that football players like NFL has more um, I feel like criminal problems than baseball and basketball. I feel like basketball, and I think baseball. it's so weird. Well, baseball players make more money than football players. What? By a lot. No way. By a lot, a lot. No. Yeah. Get out of town. Yeah, football players, I think, oh, no, no, not I think it's true. They only, I think they only make more money than like hockey players. Football players do, yeah. On average, you have 32 people. Well, no, you have 52 people on a football roster. You may have 20, I think, on a basketball team. You only have five on the court at, the, at, at a time. So you think about the amount of money they bring in. Yeah, basketball players make the most by a good bit right there. Actually, no. Uh, they make they may make a lot more than baseball players. There are baseball players that make $100 million. Guaranteed. That's another thing. Guaranteed contracts. Yeah, yeah. But like we're getting off of it. Yeah. The way that those people carry themselves. Well, those people carry themselves in that way because like how they got to that level is who they are as a person in terms of perseverance but physical like genetic gifts a lot of them they could have you know if if they didn't have those genetic gifts they wouldn't be where they're at sure this ceo lady like wasn't like was from israel came to the u.s at the age of five had nothing and had to figure it the fuck out and her brother i think went to like like her dad was a nuclear physicist and came here to finish postdoc at MIT and stayed. Like she has some crazy genes and maybe they helped too, but you need some some hump some oomph to get shit done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this lady definitely had it in spades because her her kids are uber successful, like graduating from Harvard Law and shit. Like she's got shit figured out and I was very impressed. And not she wasn't like boisterous, I would say. But you could definitely tell that there was a personality there and an earnestness and an honesty that, that that I think that she just exuded that I was like, I was very, I was very impressed. Like, very impressed. Mm-hmm. I th- if it was a recruiting pitch to get us to leave and work for, for them, I'm on board. Just give me an offer. I'm, I'm fucking gone. Because wow. I would work for that lady in a heartbeat. Wow. Way, oh, I trust her way more than I do any of the big wigs at my company easy it's it's not very close mm-hmm. i think she knows what she's doing but um but yeah wow what a like a different episode yeah these are these, these are just all so different guys and this is what we bring to the table that's right that's right a you level never know of you never know what you're gonna get on this what you get today they got shoes they got um, women's um women in leadership that's right we got a little bit of sports talk and a little bit of Post Malone. A little bit of Post Malone. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> a little bit of Post Malone. I'm Josh. I'm Drew. There's nothing to say with Josh and Drew.